15.18. That you're all ready to go, Negum. Hello, good evening, everybody, and welcome to, my goodness, this is our final edition for 2023. Oh, wow. The final edition of your usual chit-chat at uh, Christian Women in the UK, our usual Thursday podcast. So usually it's the three musketeers, um, Sidonie, Giselle and myself. Sidonie's not able to be with us today, um, end of year commitments, but you've got the lovely G today looking radiant in red. Oh, so look at Naomi <laughs> and her gorgeous turban. Beautiful. <laughs> And you've got me, I'm Goom, and I'm the admin at, uh, oh, I can't even speak, to women in the UK. So G is the lead, G, you're the lead pastor, right? At yeah, yeah. Pearls of Grace. Yes, Pearls of Grace Ministries. Uh, UK in Stranra. And how do you, you know what? I'll try and spell Stranra. S-T-R-A-N-R-E-R. S-T-R-N-A. A-R, I think. I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> we should do that. You know what we'll do when the Sidney comes next? We'll be like, Stranra. Who can spell Stranra correctly the fastest? Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll be a That'd be a good one. <laughs> I'll yeah, fail miserably at that. Guys, this is how we are. We like to be silly, but we also talk the gospel. So if you are just coming across us, question number one, where have you been in 2023? We're so glad you're here. You're in the right place. So um, today, being our last show for the year, we're going to be talking about something rather interesting. Gee, what are we talking about today? Well, I think it would be good if we did a reflection on 2023. A reflection on 2022, yes. guys. So. Yes. What's the meaning of reflect, actually, G? I just thought about that. What does it mean to reflect? Well, to me, it's, I've a lot, I do have a lot to give thanks for this year that God has provided for me. But I'm also a heartfeltly, I have empathy for a lot of people because since August, I have lost seven people I know to death. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. That that's is since August. Yes, yeah, that, yeah. That really... think, yeah. And you know what's so interesting? I'm so glad you suggested that we reflect because reflecting is actually a very Christian practice, guys. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact, and you are tired of hearing this by now, but I learned this from Catholicism, guys. <laughs> okay, because always again. We're encouraged. There are two very obvious things about me. I think this should be a quiz. The holy handkerchief and my Catholic heritage. <laughs> They'll always come up. So, yeah. You know, at school, I know. The hanky. At the school, we were always encouraged. I went to a Catholic all-girls school. And we used to have these retreats that we would take. I think it was for like two days, which was a brilliant idea. And we would actually have a time. I think it was like half an hour or an hour away. It would be reflection time. We just sat there in silence. And the whole idea of reflecting is just to go over things, you know, and look at things again. I think for me, that's what reflection means. Yeah. And yeah. And what's so interesting is that I think there's something about the word of God being a mirror, right? Where you look at it and you see at your reflection. So I think it's always good to reflect because you can reflect in negative ways, right? And you end up just feeling like a failure and regretting. So I'm hoping that today, G is very good at coming up with scriptures. So I think what we would like to do is reflect with the word of God as a mirror, right? So we're going to, and we know that when we look into the word of God, even if we don't feel beautiful, we see beauty. So hopefully by the end of this show, ladies, you're going to be looking amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so G, 2023. When this year started, did you have any hopes, any goals? Oh, yes. Oh, I think my goals for every year, my hopes, my dreams for every year is to be able to continue to spread the gospel the way that I do. And mm -hmm. plant. It's, it's, it's absolutely lovely when I can pray with someone there and then and they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior for their lives. That is absolutely fantastic. Amazing. You, know, you get a buzz out of that just when that happens. But what's also very important is that we plant seeds and then God will nurture those seeds. 
absolutely. So, not everybody you speak with will be responsive there and then. But I just I just love doing what I can do to plant seeds. And I know that when I get to heaven, I'm going to meet oh. an awful lot of people that are there because of what seeds I help to plant. Amazing. And, Amazing. That, is, and that is my goal in life. Yeah. yeah. Is that I need to, ask to get to heaven and to take as many people with me as I possibly can. Oh. People are going to be there like, I'm here because of Giselle. So <laughs> when, when, did anybody receive Christ when you when you witnessed to them this year, G? One person. Oh, amazing. And I think that one person, I tell you, is a big thing because we know the word of God says when anybody comes to the Lord, there is rejoicing in heaven. So, G, you're responsible for a party in heaven. Big it's time, big time. <laughs> I, I, would, I would have liked to have had an awful lot more. But where I'm living, it's a very, it's a tough nut to crack. It mm. really, it really mm. is, and mm. a lot of a lot of people are stuck in the ways of you know. Oh, I was brought up in church. They might have been brought up in church, but they weren't brought up in Christ. Yes, and they're 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 yes. hard to crack. So actually, having getting one led to the Lord is absolutely fantastic, and then loads of seeds planted. And I know God will work on them. He yeah. will. Yeah. And, yeah. and and that makes me think as well of a scripture as well for us tonight as well. Now it would be Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight. The mirror is here. Let's see. Exactly. And I've pulled it up here on a uh, uh, Bible gateway. And, and, and I'm sure everybody knows this, but I'm going to read it anyway. So Ecclesiastes three, chapter three, one through eight. To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. I know it's just one powerful scripture for any time it's of true. year, but especially this time of year. Yeah, it's very poetic. And I think Ecclesiastes is one of those scriptures that even non-Christians know right because non-christians will quote like ecclesiastes and psalm 23 <laughs> yes, yes. That even non-christians will quote it for you and you're so right as as you spoke about that what really came to me was this notion of seasons yes because i feel like sometimes as christians we don't you know no one likes to be in pain right and you know when we we preach the sort of haha prosperity gospel right where everything is supposed to be sunny all the time that's not true ecclesiastes is telling us there's a time to weep there's a time to laugh and i think the more you said that for me what really came up for me was you know i personally would like to be sensitive to seasons in my life mm -hmm. because i feel like sometimes we are not right it wasn't until and this is the thing you said being brought up in church and really coming to god by yourself I never really knew of things like seasons in life. I was just kind of like, okay, perhaps that, okay, I'm now in school. Um, I'm in my 20s, I'm in my 30s. That was sort of my shallow idea of seasons, right? But I feel like personally, one of the things I would really do and be is more sensitive to seasons because I think that's the one thing that 2023 taught me. You know, for me, I think I actually started 2023 with with optimism. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I I wanted it to be a year of revival for uh -huh. myself and my family, and in many ways it was. But the revival didn't come the way I expected it to be. I thought it would be all happy and dancing, but you know, it was it was really it was a, a year of challenges for me on so many fronts. Like I just felt like I was fighting on all sorts of fronts personally. 
um, as you are aware, my family was literally just stunned by this bereavement that we didn't expect. So, yeah, it it, it makes me then wonder what season am I even in, <laughs> right? Um, but I think the one thing that I have learned is that the one thing that I cannot shake off this year is I've really seen the presence of God. You know, when you read Psalm 46, and I really encourage everybody to read Psalm 46. That's another mirror. The, yeah, you can, if you are able to bring it up. That is a psalm that if you're going through any difficulty, honestly, hold on to Psalm 46, because that psalm just shows you the majesty of God. And it just tells you, no matter what's going on, you know, just God is there. And I really did feel there's a bit in Psalm 46 which says there's a river. And maybe you read that for us, G, if you have it up. Okay. Psalm 46, uh, the whole way through. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. For we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious work of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shield with fire. But still, and know that I am God. I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. So, I mean, Psalm 46, I mean, how do you feel when you hear that sound? Just God is our refuge and our strength, and he's always there in times of trouble. Yeah. yeah. You don't need just, to any more yeah. than really. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you go through a lot and you're just like, it just feels like your world is crumbling before you. But for me, Psalm 46 has been like that raft, life raft, right? And I just want to encourage anybody who's going through any difficult time because, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said, you know what's so funny? Usually I know that, okay, life can be challenging and it's kind of like one at a time usually for me, right? And I'm fine with that. You can take one challenge, you can kind of move through it. But this year it was like many things coming at me at once. I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, so... I think I was in that state of overwhelm and I remember Psalm 46 just coming to me. <laughs> and I just remember that bit about the river, that river of calm. Oh, right? yeah. You know, when they talk about the eye of the storm, it was just like, I'm just going to sit in this place with God. Whatever can happen is going to happen. And it takes a lot. It really takes a lot to go through that because the problems of this life can shake you. <laughs> but yeah, I would just encourage anybody you may have other psalms. I mean, the, the psalms in themselves are amazing. But for anyone, a quick, I, I don't want to call it a quick fix, but a quick psalm to go to if you are feeling overwhelmed. Honestly, like hold on to it like your life depends on it. Sit with Psalm 46. And, know, I, and, I think that, and, and I think that calm river, we've got to think of it as well as like maybe the river going into an estuary and then into the sea. That the yeah. you know, the the ebb it flows in and out, um, and we gotta realize that every season in our lives, it really has an appropriate time cycle. It's it's God's timing, and nothing stays the same with us with with God's children. Nothing should stay the same with us because I know that from this time last year now, I've matured more spiritually. And by this mm. time next year, I'm going to mature more spiritually. So you you, mm. you, you need to move on with, with, with God. If you're still the same this time last year, 
the, no, there's, no. There's, there's something wrong. And we've got to no. learn to accept and really adjust to that ebb of the river flowing into the estuary, into the sea, and then back out again and all the rest of it, that that is the ebb mm. of uh, God's design. That's the flow of his design. And we've got to yeah. go with that. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that, Gay, because one of the things that can happen to us is you can stay in that river state, right? Because you, you know, you're going through this thing and you want to stay protected. And it's that thing where psychologists will say that it's fine. You can develop coping mechanisms for a certain situation, but you will find that at some point, the things that were useful at one point are no longer useful. Yeah. So six months down the line, two years down the line, you're like, oh, but I'm trying this and it's not working. And I really like the fact that you've, you've used this water analogy. And, you know, as we know, unless you keep water in a container, it's going to flow, right? That's water. Water has got to do its thing. And I guess that's why they, they use it to represent the Holy Spirit. But I really believe that, like Giselle said, with God, there is always progress. The one thing that you will never see with God is stagnation. Just... Amen. it's not his nature so like g was saying if you're not progressing in your spirit in your spiritual growth it's worth sitting down with the lord and saying what's going on here you know and having this really honest conversations with the holy spirit i was so fortunate to have a chat with a friend yesterday and she was saying to me look you've got to be honest with god about things you know just be real you know, if you're feeling a certain way, just tell him, okay, I wish this had happened. I don't understand this. I'm even angry. Like, just be real with God. And I tell you, there is something about coming. And this takes me back to your point, is about being brought up in church or religion versus God. Because when you look at God as that distant person who, you know, you're afraid of, there are times when it's hard for you to come to God. There are ways that I pray now. Five years ago, I was never doing that. So I, no, God, you don't want to know that about me, you know. But I love that. And I did this thing that my friend said yesterday. I don't know how it is for you, G, but you know how people say something breaks, right? How people can say, I was going through this thing and it broke or I was angry with somebody. And my spirit can literally feel it when something breaks. And I remember thinking about yesterday and something that I was upset about. I just felt that and it was literally like pray for that for these people instead. And I was kind of fighting it. I was like, what? But I know when the Holy Spirit speaks. I know. I really know. And the good thing with the Holy Spirit is it's it's almost like that friend who convinces you to do a nice thing where you yes. don't want to. Because yes. you're trying to fight. And he's just like, yeah, that's what you should do. And eventually I'm like, well, because it's you, I'll do it. You know. So I think what I'm just saying here is that we need to come to God. And speak with him sincerely if we're not growing spiritually. And God is good. He will show you. He will show you what what the blocks, the blockage is. Big time. Big time. And you know, I have a list. I just happen to have a list of six points of how to jumpstart your spiritual life. I think you read this before. Let's hear it again. Well, it's it's go it's gonna be worth reading again. It, re yeah. it really oh, is. Definitely. And definitely. it's all like a and it's all based on James chapter four verses six through ten, and we all Ooh. know it. You, know, but the the the, the first uh first six out. But it gives us more grace. Therefore, he says, uh, God God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humility. And you know, therefore submit to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm. There. Very, 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 very important verses. So the six points exactly. I have for the kickstart of your spiritual, your spiritual renewal, your spiritual cleansing, your spiritual yeah. just give it a kick in the behind and get it into gear again. Yeah, but it started. Take a knee. And let's take a knee before God. And because it says yes. he gives more grace, therefore, uh, you know, he opposes the pride. Yes. Fight back. Resist the devil and he will flee. Oh, that okay. fight back. Fight back. Yes, be assertive. We have, we have more power in our little finger, even the, just the tip of our little finger, just that tip of it. We have more power in that little bit of our little finger than what Satan has in his whole body and his whole army. Yes. We have that yes. power through Christ. So we have, and we can say, be gone. Yeah. That's all we Speaking need to of do. that, 
Pick yeah. up. I think you did you do a teaching on spiritual warfare before? Yes. I think I've done I've done quite a lot. Sharing that on the Facebook group. In fact, it's something that I would I think it would be good for us to touch on next year as well. Okay. But if you're able to share your your um teaching just to kind of warm people up, that would be good. But yes, I'm very cool with fight back. Number okay. three, please. Definitely, we've got to fight back. And number three, draw near to God. Because it says that in verse eight, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Yes. Okay. You you you've got to do something about it. You know, it's yes, he's there for us. He's he's wanting the best for us because aren't we told in Jeremiah 29, 11, he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. That's mm. prosperous spiritually. Sometimes we yeah. can prosper uh, uh, materially and yeah. monetarily, but it's mostly spiritually he wants to yeah. uh, wants to prosper. Yeah. But we got to make a step too. We're not mm. going to get everything handed to us in silver platter. We got to do something. We got to read his word. We got to yeah. when we're praying, yes. we got to pray his word back to him. And to self read. <laughs> yeah, it's not that he wants. He's forgotten his word. He wants to hear that we remember it, that we can stand on it, that we know the yeah. authority we have in it. So draw yeah, and know him. Yeah, exactly. So we I need think the Bible. Yeah, so so we yeah. definitely need we need to repeat the scriptures back to him, like you, Lord, you promised X, Y, and Z, and mm. that's that's what we need to do. But four of six is clean up. Now it says in verse eight. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Wow. So you've got to clean up your act. You've really got mm -hmm. to clean up your act. You cannot walk with God and hold hands with the enemy at the same time. It's one or the other. Yeah. Five of six. Get serious. Because it says in verse nine, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. So you gotta get you really gotta get serious about God. And you can't yes. walk with God and hold hands yeah. with the devil. Yes. And six of six, stay low. Because it says in verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Yes. So a New Absolutely. Year's resolution that I learned, I think about 45 years ago, and I've kept it. And that's never to make a New Year's resolution. And I've kept that. I remember been saying that last year. No, but I really like these six steps. But a good, but a good New Year's resolution is to make it, and it's to anchor ourselves in God's grace. Yes, yeah, is the best one ever to do. I think. a graphic for these six steps because I think it's so cool. I think we should do a graphic of it with a card jump starter. <laughs> <laughs> That's my imagination, guys. That's just how I am. Oh, you've got all these brilliant ideas, my dear. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's good. And it's one of those things, right? Every now and then we need to remind ourselves because like anything else, you can get to a point where you're coasting with your spiritual life and you just feel like, oh, what's exciting? But you're hearing it draw near to God, right? And God is very exciting. If, Like you said, when you're reading the Bible, you're really getting to know the personality of God, you know, and, and this is what I really love about sort of like the whole Rhema stuff where you're reading the Bible and then something just comes to you and you're like, whoa, okay. For example, the other day I started reading the book of Exodus and, you know, I, it never occurred to me to question why Joseph, um, Moses' mother put him in a basket down the river. I was like, oh, why did she do that? If you're trying to protect a child, <laughs> are you really going to put them in a position where they could drown? You know, I had to say, oh, maybe that was some kind of thing that the Hebrew women were doing at that time. Because remember when Pharaoh's daughter saw the baby, she said, oh, that's a Hebrew child. It may have just been because he looked Hebrew. It may have been that there was some kind of underground railroad situation going there. I hadn't thought about it. But, you know, that's just the good thing about God that he makes you think, right? And I think I'm actually going to go and do some research about this and find out, like, oh, why? Why did Moses' mom do what he did but yeah it was just every time you read I mean I've read that story before but I never really thought about it and that's what I love about God that there's well, just like, so much my take in that if you don't mind me jumping in my take in that Moses's little sister well older sister who put the, the basket in the river and it uh, went down river was actually a maid in Pharaoh's household of Pharaoh's sister 
And she knew, I can't remember the sister's name, but she knew that Pharaoh's sister prayed to the river god every day for a baby. So Moses was put in a basket and headed downstream at the right time that Pharaoh's daughter would be down at the riverside bathing and praying for a baby. And it's a plausible theory. That's a very plausible theory. And do you know what? Another thing that I, I, I sort of came to me when I was reading was that, you know, there were, I'm sure other baby Hebrew boys were, were killed, right? Uh-huh. But I was like, you see this parallel between Moses and Jesus, right? Where Herod was to kill Jesus. And I thought to myself, this is interesting because we know that Moses is like the a shadow of Jesus, if you like. But I thought to myself, okay, we know of the great deliverance story where people pass through the Red Sea and everything. But there was even like a fall. Like God had given us a picture of it with Moses because I was like, no, the deliverance actually happened even before then. Moses technically hated death. He could have died, right? Like you said, maybe the family that he was born into, if his sister had those connections, it helped him. His mother could have decided to hide him somewhere, and then some Egyptian finds him. So Moses literally cheated death twice. Just that one, and then Moses kills somebody, and Pharaoh is looking for Moses to kill him, and Moses runs away. So, And I think, as I was speaking to you, it's just come to me now that there are people that, you know, God will redeem. Because some people, when they are saved, you're like, man, how? why did God even bother saving me? But because of Moses' purpose, God did everything to preserve Moses. Yes. You know? He could have died as a vulnerable baby, as a murderer. I mean, he deserved that death. He committed a crime. Even God is like, thou shalt not kill. But God was like, Moses, I'm just going to hang. I'm going to. Exactly. Now, Sharon's in the live stream group. She, she, she's in Facebook. On oh, the Sharon. And she will re- she she will remember the psalm it's in. I can't, I can't remember the psalm. Is it Psalm 95? Where you're being knitted together in your mother's womb. God knew us and he got a plan for us even before we were knitted together in our mother's womb. So that was it. He had the perfect plan for Moses. He had the perfect plan for Noah. And you know, I've done my Noah bits were running away from God where I didn't want to be a preacher and I didn't want to go into ministry and I didn't want to do this. And I kept running away from it. And God kept dragging me back. He will bring you back. And you know, that's so interesting because I feel like God will save you from yourself, right? He will preserve you despite you because maybe Moses didn't even know, right? I mean, he didn't know clearly because when God asked him to like go and free these people, Moses like, what? But it's almost as if that 40 years in Midian, he'd forgotten that at one point in his life, he was actually an activist. (laughs) Because I bet you, if God had come to Moses, maybe like when he was much younger, Moses would have been like, yes, I'll do it. You know, because then he was up for it, right? But he would have probably wanted to do it in his own strength. Yeah. But I was like, Moses, you're so not ready for this. But isn't it interesting that he was actually, in some ways, walking in his calling, just not realizing that, you know, he was walking in his... And I think this happens to many of us. Oh, hallelujah, Naomi. Of course. And look at even um, Jesus' first miracle by turning the water into wine at the wedding in Cana. It was his mother Mary told him he was ready to start performing miracles. Jesus Jesus hadn't realized. Jesus just went there to have a party, okay? He was like, I'm a young man. There's a party in this town. I'm just going here to chill, you know? And it's true because maybe if Mary hadn't, I think he would have been like, well, there's no wine, let's switch to beer, whatever. You know, like any other person, right? He he was just there to have a good time, not to do anything. And yeah. you're right, my time hasn't come. And you know, it's only now that it's just occurred to me that maybe Jesus experienced a moment of insecurity there. Because mm-hmm. you know how sometimes people will say, apply for the job anyway, even if you don't feel like you're ready for it, right? And you go into that new role, you're kind of panicking. You feel like, oh, I don't feel like I really fit. But you have this mentor who say, no, you're fine. And then three months down the line, you're like, oh, no, I'm fitting into this role. I feel like that's what happened with Jesus there. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And you know, Jesus showed, when he walked the earth, Jesus showed his, his 
real human form because look how he got angry and it was a real righteous anger when he got angry with the money lenders. Yeah, absolutely. In the, absolutely. In, in the temple on the Sabbath. Yeah. What does he do? He makes a whip and he kicks them all out. Yeah. So you see, it is it is okay to get angry. It's how we act in that anger is the problem. Yeah. Is yeah. It, yeah. Is it, isn't it? But you know, there's a lot to reflect on, on yeah. not just this year, but on all of the Bible. And that's what yeah. I love in, in lots of the Psalms and things like that, where you'll read a few lines and then you get the little word Selah, which means... Yeah, what does Selah mean? Take a break, pause, reflect. Means. Yes. Wow. You know, like people use sailor, right? In like people just say it, and I think people think it's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means it really means stop for a oh. minute and just ponder, reflect, meditate. Oh my god, I'm gonna use that. I am so gonna use sailor. And you're right. I mean, yesterday, um, usually I do all this, I do some prayers at night before I go to bed. And yes, I was just tired, you know, like when you just feel, oh, Lord, I am tired. And the song that I just wanted to hear yesterday was The Goodness of God. Oh, yes. And, yeah. I really love Sissy Wynan's version. And I went online and I looked for a loop and I just played it. And I tell you, that thing just sang me to sleep. Mm -hmm. And the more you, you, you talk, I think one of the things that I am grateful to God for that I know I've really grown in this year was that even though this year, by many stretches of my imagination, has been possibly the most difficult year of my life. It's been oh, so challenging. I really know the goodness of God in this year. It's so funny because this is probably the year I've been the most, like I've really learned that gratitude. I've learned that um, um, things don't always have to be good for you to, to, to sense God or to be grateful to him. So I really feel like, you know, when they say in your darkness, God is present. Yes. I used to just say it, but honestly, this year, it was like, yes, even though these are very difficult days, I know that you're here. Yeah. And it wasn't easy, but, and it was also, God is not going to just sit there and be like, okay, I'm just here in the background. No, he's going to do things. He's going to move people to help you. He's going to, so it was almost as if, even when I could not carry my own weight, like God was doing it, he was even like, I'm going to remind you why you should be grateful. Like, yes, you're carrying this very big cross, but I'm going to be your own Simon of Cyrene. I am going to help you. So I I really saw that in a way that I haven't seen before. And I think that's what we have to remember too, is that everything is in God's timing, not our timing. Mm. And yes. yeah. We've been a lot of people have been through a lot this year, some more than others. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the ones that have lost family and loved ones, the ones that are left behind have to live with that. Uh, yeah. they're, they're going to go through that for a long time because grief is grief happens. And but yeah, but one size doesn't fit all. No. And we all go through it in different ways and in different lengths of time. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got, some people think I'm hard-hearted, but it's not hard-heartedness. When a born-again believer dies, goes to glory, passes over whatever way you want to phrase it. Uh, but as a born-again believer, we don't die. We do, we, we do go home to glory. We, our, our, we, our spirit leaves this body and we go home to glory. But when it's a born again believer that goes home to glory, I give, I rejoice for that. I'm happy for that because hallelujah, they're away. They've left this horrible world. They're away to a better place. So they are. They're with God now. I'm happy for them. And I really am happy for them. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think it, but, I think it makes it easier for me anyway, if I know that somebody is a believer, just like yes. you said. I genuinely feel like there are times when I just say to God, God, if I knew, if I could know for sure that this person is really with you, I wouldn't even bother. I'll be like, man, you're even like, you're in a better place. Why am I crying for you? You know? So I, I, I think that is another motivation. People may say that it's fear-based, but I feel like at least if one, you know where you're going, right? 
So for even you as a person, you know where you're going. But I think even for your loved ones, when they understand who God is, yes. I feel like it really gives them some kind of relief to know that, okay, my husband isn't here, my wife isn't here, my daughter or son. But you know what? I mean, who would really, really pass up the chance to be with God? I tell you, I Yeah, because I mean, you hear these people who say that they've had like, you know, experiences and they've gone to heaven and they, they, they've like not even wanted to come back. And I have this little joke, right? Because people have all these visions of heaven. And I know like a little niece of mine, I think she had a dream and then she came back and she was telling her parents. And I was like, God, I can't believe it. A six-year-old has been to heaven and I haven't. Like, what's this about? <laughs> you know? And I always joke that, no, I think it's because me, knowing me, I'm telling you, if I go there, they will have to kick me out. <laughs> so I'm like, just too nice. <laughs> Forget my family. It'll be all right. Oh my goodness, Ray. Oh, I tell you, you come up with the craziest thing. You really oh, do, my dear. Yes. Oh, I'm like, God, you're going to be like, no, girl, go away. Just go away. So let's not even give you that experience. But we just really, really got to focus on God and realize, remember, always remember that He's the one who appoints each moment of time. Yes, every every second of our existence, he appoints it. And mm. our life is a mixture of, uh, yes, it's a mixture of joy and sorrow, pleasure, pain, harmony, struggle, light, death, ups and downs yes. and all the rest of it. And I love the old analogies that go about all over the place. Like, you know, uh, when the storms of life come crashing in, learn to dance in the rain. I love that one. And yeah. the other one is when, Life gives you a bundle of lemons. Learn how to make great lemonade. Absolutely. Roll with it. You roll with the punches. Because when you've got God on your side, when God's for you, who can be against you? Come on. Absolutely. And I think that's something that I'm really learning, you know, to kind of, for want of a better expression, like G said, you push through the pain. And we're not saying, or personally, I'm not saying that you just kind of sit there and persevere. Talking to somebody is pushing through the pain. You know, going to counseling is pushing through the pain because I think the old definition of pushing through the pain or just sit there, you know, like just greet your sit. No, it's doing things that will get you through that period and just saying to God, because I've got to that stage where, like you said, Giselle, I think this is the first year in my life where I really kind of had that Ecclesiastes epiphany where I thought, okay, life is really a mixture of joy and sorrow. And this is it, really. You know, you kind of spend, or I kind of spend a lot of my life running away from pain. You know, it's a natural human response to be pain averse. And I'm naturally a very pain averse person. But I got to a point where I was like, you know what? It's, this is not going to change. For the four years when this hasn't changed, you need to just say, okay, Lord, just give me the grace to take the rough with the smooth. Yes. You know, and not just, and then like, you know, I, I want to be in that stage where everything works for the good, right? Yes. So, okay, this is a very low experience for me now. I'm going through, and a lot of these things are not easy. You're going to have these scary conversations with God. But the hope is that you'll come out of there being like, okay, so I'm going through this valley moment. But yeah. what is this in the grand scheme of things? Because for me, I just feel like I don't want to go through a very low period and just be a waste. I'm just like, no, I don't want that. There's a brilliant song. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've spoken about it before, but just you saying when you're going through the valley, and I love the version that Linda Rondell sings of it, God in the mountain. You're God in the mountain. It's, and it's easy to praise God when everything is good, when everything's going well in your life. It's yes. when things are going bad that when you can praise them. It's the best. Yes. It, it really is the best. And as you yeah. say, I love that C.C. Winans version of uh, Goodness of God. Oh, it's amazing. And what you said, it's really important, G, because, you know, people who are listening, some of you may have gone through really low periods, right? And I think one of the reasons why I think it's also good to talk to somebody you can trust, not just anyone, is that sometimes when you talk and you share your experiences and people share their experiences or experiences of other people that they have have helped them or they have helped you begin to realize that you're not alone and yep. i'll give you an example you know i've sat through this year and i've thought oh i've experienced a lot of you know, personal disappointments i've come to realizations that have literally just shaken me 
And then I've experienced this unexpected bereavement. Like I just feel so many things. And then I watched this thing today. And this girl is talking about how her father died. And then we didn't like he'd been sick with cancer for a long time. So this was like three years of pain for the family, hoping and hoping and spending all this money, like 23,000 pounds. And he still died. Right. So the family now is left in financial, you know, in the red because of this situation. The, the father has died. And then six months or so after, her fiance leaves her. Oh. And I'm just like, what? You know, so then it made me think you thought you had problems. You know, it's not to say that you don't have problems, but it just made me feel like you're not the only one going through this. Because, you know, sometimes in life, it's very easy to to, to feel singled out. Mm-hmm. To feel like I'm just the only one here. And I think that's also something you need to be in community because the devil can really talk you into that. Yes. So I, I, that's the one thing that I really got like, oh my goodness, like stuff is going on with other people. And I feel like even towards the end of the year, I think the Holy Spirit himself was telling me like, sometimes you need to give people grace because people don't always tell you what they're going through. And so you may feel like, oh, this person should have done this and they haven't, or they haven't been there for me. Or, but you don't know what they're going through that they're not telling you. I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's best to communicate, but I think sometimes rather than just always rushing to conclusions and feeling like people are uncaring, particularly this year and the way the world is going, people are going through a lot. There really are Uh, enough. Look, I think there's a lot. I see it more this year. Uh, than any other year people are there's more financial struggles there's more health struggles there's more struggles all around so and much, so much pain so much dare I say it's going to get worse um, yeah and you just think how do I that's the thing I was like god are you what it's bad enough now but yeah. I think also this is the first year you know we talk every year about Emmanuel Jesus the light of the world but man, this is the year when I really value Jesus as the light. Yes. It has been a very dark year. And let's hope that 2024 could be a better year for uh, loads of people. And the yeah. evangelist in me, of course, is going to say that the way to have a better year is come to know Jesus. Receive Absolutely. the Lord of your life. Yes. You know, it's not that as born again believers, it's not that we don't have problems we do have problems we've got problems haven't we Naomi? like we we're all about it here in our talks we have the problems the same maybe worse than a lot of people that listen to us but it's how we handle it yes and with the grace of god now a lot of the things that i've gone through this year and like everybody knows long before i was born again i lost two children i've lost my parents um I, I left my first husband um, and my second husband died. And hallelujah, God has given me another husband. I'm, I'm, I'm married again. But I've gone through loss of children, loss of parents, mm-hmm. loss of a husband. And when I yeah. lost my second husband, I was in a foreign country. I was living in Florida and I had no family there. I had no friends. I was left by myself. Oh it was my me. goodness, Chief. It was me and God and that was it. You know, I think one day we're going to have to do a, 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 a podcast on the blessing of resilience. Because when you say that now, I'm just like, oh my goodness, how do you even, you know, and it, it's nice for us to share these stories because I feel like, again, it's that thing of not feeling like you're on your own. Because if you feel like that, you almost feel like, oh God, you're picking on me. You don't care about me. But it is really important that we realize, like you said, that life this is what it is to live in a sinful world. And yeah. what you really need to do is say to God, you know what? I just need the grace. I need to know that you're here with me Amen. while I'm going through this because huh, the issues are going to come, right? Amen. Some are going to be worse than others, but I just need to know, God, that if I literally feel like this year is the year where I've almost lived in, in scriptures without even thinking about it because I was talking to a friend yesterday and I, I said, you know what? For the first time in my life, I came to this realization that I've really been stripped of so many things. And the only thing that I really, really genuinely felt like I had left this year was Jesus. Nothing else. And then I thought, now I know what Paul means when he says, 
Jesus is the only person you can boast in because it was not a theory for me. It was the only thing left. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, like the, the ladies that are listening to us in Christian Women in the UK and the live stream, I know they're all believers, but there's a lot of people that will be listening to us on the podcast uh, playback and watching the video on YouTube on playback. And a lot of people listen to us and they don't know Jesus. And I believe, I believe strongly that that's where their answer lies to a lot of problems. Oh, man, I can tell you firsthand. And you know what is so funny? You know, there's um, a Nigerian artist called Banky W. He said something that was really interesting. He said, in everybody, there's this God-shaped void. And you're going to try to fill it with things. You really are, you know. You're going to try alcohol. You yes. know, you're going to try parties. Being you're there. going to try relationships, lovers. Yep. You're going to try fashion, cars, yep. all those things. You're going to try them, believe me. And a lot of the time, you're going to actually try love, like the love of people, the love yep. of friends or people in relationships. And then eventually you're going to feel like, nah, this, even if you've got that great partner, but yep. there's still going to be that void. And then the day where you stumble upon Jesus, whether it's in some gutter or in some drug den, or because believe me, God will meet you anywhere. First of all, don't think that you're too dirty. People have been saved from brothels, drug yes. dens, all sorts. And I tell you, the day you're going to meet Jesus, it will be like oh. finally taking that sip of cool water in the desert. You're going to be like, what? I remember like when I when I really got to know Jesus, I was like, I can't believe it. So all along, it was you. I was looking for <laughs> So that's it. He, I was he, like, what? He, it took me 40 years. Like, for real? I didn't know it was you, but it was you. Yeah. Because nothing, nothing he, would have given he, me the satisfaction. He is the missing link in the chain of life. He's yes. the missing piece in the jigsaw of life. He yeah. really is. He is it. As I have often said to some people that when I'm ministering to them, you know, talk to them about Jesus, they oh, I've tried it all. You, know, I say, okay, well, if you tried it all, try Jesus. Yeah, one last thing won't hurt, right? And I think the thing is, you know, I'll say to people, like you said, don't, don't take my word for it even. I'm just telling you, one of the things I know about Jesus is that the knowledge of Jesus is very experiential. That's why I can give my testimony to them. People just be like, what's she on about? I completely understand that. But I will say this, just ask for that experience. I mean, sincerely, you may not get the answer immediately. Mm -hmm. You may get the answer even two years from when you ask. But God mm -hmm. keeps records. And if you're like, you know what? I just want to see what they're on about. Like, just for just to try even god is very interesting him, i just want to try this yeah because literally that's what i did i, I never it was not a serious prayer i will never tell you it was intellectual curious curiosity for one of a better expression i was just like you know what i would just really like to know if this jesus is real because i'm so tired of the argument that's all i it was not a serious it wasn't like oh no no it wasn't <laughs> simple Nothing eloquent, nothing fancy. Yes. One say, but just simple. You say, Jesus, yeah. It is twenty past ten, my dear. I know. We have overshot. It has been amazing. Oh my goodness, twenty twenty three, guys. This is it. Yep. Bye bye, twenty twenty three. And yes, folks. All the baggage and all the nonsense that the enemy has thrown at us in twenty twenty three and years prior and even all the nonsense that we've got ourselves into in 2023 and years prior leave them in 2023 yeah. let's go into 2024 with a new slate it's a new beginning it's it's our chance isn't it Naum, to really yes. start off the year anew it's a new, it really is so let's go headlong Yes, absolutely. And on that note, G, Pastor in Residence, could you pray us into the new year? <laughs> oh, my goodness me. I love the way you, you that passed the buck there. <laughs> it's good. Oh, <laughs> Heavenly Father, 
Oh, Lord God Almighty, we come before you. And Father God, I am lifting each and every one up to you that will be listening to this, that has been listening to us tonight on live stream, but that will be listening to us later on, on playback and on video. And Lord, I hope that in years to come that people will listen to this and people will get a message from this. People will find out, Father God, that you are the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through you. Lord Jesus, you are the way. There's no other ways to heaven. There's no other ways to God than heaven but through you. And Father God, we give you thanks for every blessing that you have given each and every one of us. You've given some of us more than others and some of us less than others. But Lord, I am thankful for each and everything that you have done. And I know that going into 2024, many of us should. No, Lord, in fact, many people will still try to bring a lot of baggage into 2024 that should be left in 2023. Lord God Almighty, I am asking you here and now by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you work on each and every person and that everyone can leave the baggage behind them. Lord, let them realize, make them realize, help them realize, Father God, that you don't need their help, that you can handle all our problems, Lord. You don't need our help. Guide them, Lord. Teach them, Lord. Bring someone across their paths that can help them understand, Lord, that they can leave their baggage at the foot of the cross with you. They don't need to pick it up again. Lord, I give you thanks for my sister Nayu. And we lift our sister Sidoni up to you tonight, Lord. You know what she's doing tonight. And Lord, I give you thanks for each and every person within the Christian Women in the UK group. That group is growing. And it's all down to you. All glory to you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. All God's amen. people said, Amen. 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 And just. A big thank you from the team, CW in the UK, on behalf of Sidoni. Thank you all. And like you say, Shizel, we are so thankful to God for the growth of the group and just being able to be here and do this. Amen. Have a wonderful new year, everyone. Big Bye. Time. Good night, everyone, on Facebook live stream. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody, on Zoom and YouTube. And good night, everybody, on uh, Spotify and all the other podcasts. Good night and good God. Time.